Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. What is up? What's up, thick? Crew, thickies, what do we call each other, man? Thick crews. What's our symbol when we see each other on the streets? Do we uh, 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 like we're eating because we're fat? Is that what we're going to do? We got to come up with some slogan. We got to come up with some sort of hand gesture so we just don't yell at each other in the streets. Just maybe just a uh. Or like we're eating a foot long. Could do that. Whatever you guys want to do, man. Chin, how was your weekend, buddy? It's pretty good. We had a Korean barbecue. Unfortunately, you couldn't join, but we had Korean barbecue. Where'd you go? Uh, well, first we we're trying to go to quarters, but the wait was way too long. How long? I don't know, two plus hours maybe. You didn't have reservations. They don't take reservations. They, they don't just, need reservations. I, 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 that, I, I, yeah. Oh, come on, quarters, take it fucking easy. <laughs> they just don't need barbecue, to. man. So they don't take reservations. No. So you guys walked up there, tried to get a table, and they said two hours. I think Cat and Stevie Blue Eyes went there first, and then we had to regroup and we met up at a place called Road to Seoul, which is still good, but it's not What's like it called? Road to Seoul, like Seoul, South Korea. Sure, the city. But it wasn't, I mean, obviously it was still good. It, you had the fix and everything. If but quarters is a, would you say quarters is a 10 for Korean? Nobody knows Korean barbecue better than you, so I'm going to go off you. Okay. Quarters is a what? An eight? The place I've been in the world, including yeah. Korea, it's a, I would say it's the best. So I would have to say it's a 10. Quarters is a 10. Quarters. Better and, than Korea? And yeah. So I don't even go to Korea. I've been to quarters. <laughs> you don't. All right. They do it really Korea, good here. You're out. Forget about that. And Kang Dong Baekchong. What, what is it? Kang Dong Baekchong, which is literally just walking like, just right across right the crash. Oh, lot. that place is popping. I remember looking at it, being jealous. Yeah, yeah. So to our wait, uh-huh. not happening. Listen, if Nirvana got together, if Kurt Cobain came back from the grave and they're like, hey, man, you can watch Nirvana, but it's to our wait, I'd be like, I'll catch the clip. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. You hit me up beforehand saying like, uh, you want to treat everyone. So I surprised him at the end. I didn't tell him right away. Thanks for not telling everybody <laughs> that. I told you, I go, dude, paying for dinner, paying for everybody. I lost the bet. I was going to do it anyway. But lost the bet. What uh, we bet Danny Gay versus the Korean Zombie. Korean mm-hmm. Zombie beat the shit out of him pretty well. So I owe you Korean barbecue. I always pay my bets. Yep. Couldn't go. Just can't. We'll get into it. Couldn't go. So then all you guys went. Mark Harley went. His girl went. We had a whole crew. We had a bunch of people. So and then Christian went. Christian's young. Here's the yes, thing about is. young guys. If Christian goes, oh, Shab's paying, he thinks I have Bill Gates money. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? Saki for everybody. And how about I get four so bottles you. to go? Soju. Sold you for so everybody, true. and I'm gonna take four bottles to go. Yeah, that's what you. That's why I don't want you to tell everybody that I was paying. He got pretty buzzed for sure. So, He's young, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what young kids do they get buzzed? Mm-hmm. It was good though. It was delicious. I mean, like I said, it's not quarters, but still good. It hit, it hit the spot. Yeah. yeah, I'm on that 2,000 calorie diet. Been on it for two and a half weeks now. I track everything on my fitness pal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cream barbecue. I'll be careful though, man. I told Mark. I said, dude, be careful. You count your calories oh, there, dude. Mark, you, you start dipping that beef into that fucking queso. What would they call it, queso in Korea? Uh, Nacho cheese. Where I come cheese? from, brother. <laughs> That Korean nacho cheese? What, the, what, what do you guys call we it? We literally call it cheese. Cheese. Cheese? Yeah, they, they say it in, in English, but they Hell say yeah. cheese. Fuck yeah. So you, you dip that freaking sodium filled beef into that queso, and that those calories add up. So I told him if, either if you're on a diet, here's what I would do, it, which he doesn't need help. But if you are not on a diet, dude, don't even track the calories when you go Korean barbecue. No. That shit will add up, daddy. Low carb, though. 
calories calories dude on this macro diet calories calories so i get 2000 calories and then here's where it's tough for those have done these macro diets before so it it helps me out because on the macro diet if you want to eat chick-fil-a go ahead big daddy get you some chick-fil-a but no on the calorie tracker it now if you get fries you're about 890 and then there's filled with sodium so about 890 just for lunch all right dude so you got about you know, 1,100 calories for the day. You still got dinner. You still got maybe a snack at night while you're watching Game of Thrones for the third time. So you got if you're going to do it, you're going to pay for it later. So that's what goes through my head. But it's the best diet I've ever done because as long as I – however you want to get 2,000, dog, what do you want to do? You eat a bunch of chicken breasts, eat some spinach, get full off that. You know, slice of pizza. As long as you can stay under the two thousand, you're good. And then with my fitness pal too. So it'll say what's your weight, what's your ideal weight, and you tell them, and then say how many calories you should have for that day. Then you track, and they have everything in there: Chipotle, Chick Fil A, yeah. you name a restaurant, and they have the calorie tracker on there. But then, if you like, I always do an hour of cardio in the morning. Well, you do that; it's around four or five hundred calories. Well, that adds into. So if you're at two thousand, you burn five hundred calories. Well, you have twenty five hundred to go, dog little treat for you so like yesterday uh i call it i basically had a blind date with another man it's these dad blind dates dude i call them dad blind dates so my kid is going to school with this other kid now he started a new school and they live like a mile from me so you know all the moms talk and they're like oh you live there so my girl set up this blind date with this other dad and his kid because my kid you know everybody's kids athletic my kid's a it's just what it is, man. He's just a freak athletic. So he doesn't have a lot of kids to play with. He can keep up. He's non fucking stop. This kid can keep up. He's a high level soccer player. His dad and mom are from London. He's shredville at five plays with the eight year old competitive soccer team. And he's like the best player. He's like this little messy kid. So they basically set up a dad blind date. He came over, you know, to, I'm all set on friends, but it's, you know, when it's for your son, you got to figure it out. So I would say there's potential there for me and him to get together more. Cool. Me and this dad, we really hit it off. Good dude, man. Son was just a baller. They played all goddamn day. My son's like, dad, can he stay the night? I'm like, this is fantastic. I remember asking my dad to stay the night. The answer is no, because he's five and he'd be scared of shit in this random house. But as you guys get to know each other, you could get there, dude. There's, and I tell him there's potential there for you, for you to have a best friend. He lives literally down the street. There's nothing better when your best friend lives down the street. What? You guys can get in all sorts of mischief, all sorts of shit. But they brought over cupcakes. Your boy's grilling, right? Grill master, 115 degrees, Woodland Hills, mixed with the grill, hot as fuck. I'm drenched in sweat cooking these burgers for these goddamn kids and family members, right? cooking these burgers in my head. I'm going over the app tracker with the bun, the cheese, you mix in the ketchup, about 500 calories. So I'm like, all right, eat this. They brought those Susie cakes, cupcakes, favorite cupcake in the world. I'm going to eat this, eat that. That's about 1100 calories, dude. Game of Thrones night's going to be you at fucking and one crouton and it's worth it. I'm so into Game of Thrones right now. Almost f- finished season one, started three days ago. It is so nerdville. It's better when you watch it a second or third time. Third time here, fellas, ladies. Third time here. It's better because you understand. When you watch it the first time, they're so it's a deep cut, dude. With all the fam- families, the Lannisters, the Starks, learning the the families and the ties and who fucked who over and Jamie Lannister's fucking his sister and then their kid. It's not his kid and who's the rightful king. Now that you get it the third time, it's easy to keep up with. 
the Dorthrakis, the Targaryens, the White Walkers. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. It's a deep dive, but it's worth it. Have you have you seen it, Jen? I've never watched it. Dude. I, I know. Everyone says to watch it. I watched Breaking Bad. Everyone said to watch that, and I just hated it after like the second I get, Listen, I watched three episodes of Breaking Bad. I was like, oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. Okay. He's selling drugs. His wife. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to watch the rest of the season. The Wire's one you want to get into. Forget all that, Chin. Take all that out. Dragons. Dude, dra- whatever. Game, <laughs> even Game of Thrones. Take this side from me. If you don't start watching Yellowstone, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> That's how passionate I am about Yellowstone. If you don't start watching the Dutton Ranch and what my boy John Dutton has to go through, you and I are going to fight. Not you and Callan, not you and Christian, not you and Kat. You and I are going to fight. All right. Start watching it, dude. Yellowstone. Will you do that for me? I will. Please. And I want to visit Montana, too. You, you told me how great it was. I'm going so. in September. It's the best place I've ever been. Fly fishing. Dude. Yeah. You would be uh, just happy as hell, dude. I'm pretty sure I You'd would. You'd be like Lamar Odom at the Bunny Ranch. It would be <laughs> heaven for you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't know D, but either way, look at him now. He's crushing it. <laughs> I know you saw his fight against Aaron Carter. Okay. That could be you. But all you got to do is start with Yellowstone. So just episode one. I swear to God, if you don't start watching Yellowstone, you <laughs> got, right. so you got to get, it. so episode one, it, it starts off a little slow, and then episode one, you learn the characters, you're like, all right, this ranch is pretty popping, and just the, the, the set, they're in Montana, really shot in Utah, I'll take that out of it, that's a deep cut, but think about Montana, the, the outfits, the, 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 the modern outfits and everything, and then you're going to fall in love with Rip, and then mm-hmm. there's Beth, God, dude, I'm telling you, man. I'll watch it for the fourth time. I don't give a fuck. Also, when is season four? I swear to God, I swear to God, if they don't drop season four, I'm going to freak the fuck out, Paramount. I'm going to freak the fuck out and drop the app. How about that? Yeah, I'm threatening you. Well, well, Paramount Plus series return in August. Every year they drop it on Father's Day. Well, it's not out, man. Yellowstone season four. Jimmy Starr hints at Case Dutton fallout. Expect more. Dude, just give me my goddamn season four. Rick and Morty season five started. Mm-hmm. Still fly as fuck. Usually, you know, shows fall off after a few seasons. Not Rick and Morty. Still going hard as hell. Best animation of all time. There, I said it. I think a lot of people would agree with that. If you say The Simpsons, you can suck my spotted dick. It's definitely fucking Rick and Morty. Rip's probably my favorite character of all time. Him or the Hound from Game of Thrones. We'll talk about it. Man, let's take a little break from this fisticuff chat and let's talk about, did you forget some at the store, huh? Do you enjoy your snackies at night like I do watching Game of Thrones or freaking Yellowstone or Rick and Morty? I'm like, dang, I wish this would be so much better if I had snacks. But I'm in my draws, man. I don't have time to get it. Cool, man. How about you hit up DoorDash? DoorDash connects you with restaurants you love right now, right to your freaking door. You can get anything you need, grocery essentials, uh, whatever you need at DoorDash, drinks, snackies, other household items, toothpaste. It's super easy. Ordering is freaking easy. Open the DoorDash app. Download it first. Open the app. Choose what you want. Boom. Shows up at your crib. Yep. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood's go-tos 
or choose from your favorite restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory. Too many options, but whatever. You'll figure it out. For a limited time, uh, Below the Belt listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter the code BTB. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BTB. Don't forget, that's code BTB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Did you know two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35? A bunch of 35-year-olds walking around like George Costanza? You want that haircut, dude? Do you want it? More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. No matter what your age is, people going bald, man. All right. And there are only two FDA approved medications that can prevent hair loss. And my friends at Keep offers both. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. You got to keep what you have, man. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast. Low-cost treatments are super cheap. Show up at your door, all right? You're talking about just $10 per month. Keeps offers generic versions of your favorite stuff. If you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, Go to keeps, that's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-T-B to get your first month of treatment free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-T-B to get your first month free. Keeps dot com slash B-T-B. There were some fights this weekend. MMA wise, not great. Uh, Cyril Gan uh, got the fight, you know, did the job well enough to move up. Uh, does he demand a title shot? No. Now you're coming off two kind of decision wins, although you dominated. Still two decisions wins. You know, goddamn, the boss man likes those finishes, especially as a heavyweight. Gon's in a tricky position because the guys who I think he can get finishes against are the top dogs. A Derek Lewis. I'm not saying he's going to finish him, but I'm just saying those type. A Derek Lewis. Um, a Curtis Blades. A Francis Ngano. Uh, him versus John would 100% go to decision. Swear to God. Um, that's from Sausage Fest. Um, the ending goes, I swear to God. But I think Cyril uh, Gan, he's the most athletic heavyweight, hands down, bar none. He's the most athletic heavyweight. Ridiculous footwork, technical. But guys that he's been fighting, including uh, uh, Bigaboo, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Rosenstruck. Big, biggie, biggie boy, 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 a Rosenstruck. They're they they know that he's a different type of animal, different type of athlete, and they're not committing because they know they're gonna get lit the fuck up. So it's not his fault, it's decision, especially that Bigaboo fight, uh, Biggie B fight. <laughs> but uh, Volklaff, same thing, he's a technician, but he knows if you commit too much, you get knocked the fuck out. So you're getting these decisions until he gets to the big boys again, Curtis Blades. Francis Ngano, those those top two guys, it's gonna be tough for him to get finishes. He should get a top three guy next, but he, he, out of anybody, he's by far the most athletic, most technical in the entire division. If I had to put chips on anybody to be a heavyweight champion, it'd be Cyril Gan, because his footwork's good enough to to get out of the way of Francis Ngano's freaking huge bombs. His footwork's good enough to avoid Curtis Blades' takedowns. He's a technician, man. He's so athletic, it's insane. 
But again, he's not. If you if you watch him over the weekend, you're like, that's the you you shop. You tell me that's the next champ. Like you gotta realize who he's fighting. They're not taking risk. He's a technician. This was an easy kind of fight. It was, it was an easy night in the office for him. It really, he, he's not. He hasn't had a hard night in quite some time. He will once he gets to those top tier guys, and he will get finishes. I'm telling you, just be patient with him. But as far as uh, potential, there's nobody with more potential than Sarogon. Trust me on this. He's a fucking monster. Tanner Bozer, uh, definitely the most Canadian guy of all time. Probably smells like maple syrup. One of my favorite fighters to watch. He's a character. That guy has star power written all over him. OSP might be time to retire. Mm. Uh, he's gotten a long way off his athleticism. And once you get older, your athleticism goes, mm, we're going to shut it down. And then you have to rely on your... Uh, Technique and OSP OSP has never been the, the the most technical dude. And then we take away his athleticism's, you know, two steps slower. It's getting dicey for him. So he definitely heavyweight's not the not the move for him. Light heavyweight's a tough cut for him. I I, I don't know. I don't know what the UFC is going to do with him. He's been around for fucking ever. That kid started fighting when I was three years in the UFC. He used to be a training partner of mine. Monster, but it's just you know older, longer in the tooth. Uh, fun fights. Uh, Andrew Feely one was a bummer. Tim Means one was fantastic. Uh, Renato Matasino looked great. Finally used his goddamn jiu-jitsu. Um, Jeremiah Wells is an absolute fucking monster at welterweight. He's one you guys need to stay on. Charles Rosa got the win. Charles Rosa, the guy that he's fighting, Justin Janes. Uh, J- poor Justin Janes. Lost split decision. <laughs> I love this about him. And he even, someone responded like, oh, that must hurt to bet on yourself and lose. Mm-hmm. Backstory with that, he bet his fight purse that he would win. So Justin James loses 25K and a bet on himself, which I think is illegal. I'm not sure. when. It, oh, yeah. Pretty sure it's illegal. I'm pretty sure it's illegal too. Because what if said Justin James wins 25, bet on himself to lose? You're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, oh, oh yeah. So uh, hopefully he's okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. But how could you stop? He, he could have had somebody else better. So as soon as the bad line comes out between just James and Charles Rosa, putting my entire fight contract on myself and my coaches are doing that, all the coaches are like, God damn it, dude. I'm getting close to 25K that I'm winning my fight because that's how much I believe in myself. This is all in for me. If I lose this fight, I do not get paid, and my coaches do not get paid either. And that won't be as bad as losing my job of being in the UFC. Hmm. That's tough. I wish you would have won for that reason alone. But I love what he said. He goes, I would do it again. Yeah. Listen, you don't become a cage fighter with four-ounce gloves fighting your underwear in front of millions of people by not taking risk. I love that he bet on himself. I wish it worked out. I'm a fan of his now. I'm a big fan of his. Fight card was okay. Not going to blow you away. Bellator won, again, okay. Nothing was great. They're about the same. They're about the same. The best fight, uh, Tim Johnson fought a guy who was Shredville, Russian. I think he's out of Fedor's camp, lost the fight. But Tim Johnson definitely getting better, but uh, lost that fight. Um, before I move on to the best fight of the weekend, and my fight of the year, whether it's MMA or uh, boxing, Kyla Harrison. Mm-hmm. So Kyla Harrison, uh, women's lightweight uh, champion. She could beat up most guys, if not every guy in the PFL as well. Uh, she fought Cindy Dandos, who is also a judoka player. Good luck with that, Cindy. Good luck with that. This is a nightmare fight for you. So she gets armbarred in the first round. And Kyla Harrison, <clears throat> she is a big fish in a very small pond. There's nobody for her to fight. 
Dana was like, I'm not sure if she's ready. That's him just kind of gaslighting and just kind of baiting her to take the bait there. It's tough because right now, Kayla Harrison, you know, the way the PFL works, if you win the tournament, which she wins every year because there's nobody there to beat her, if you win the tournament, you get a million dollars. So you get paid in the tournament, and then if you win, you get an overall million dollars. So she's making decent money, especially for a women's lightweight fighter. So she can keep doing that. Beating up these girls have no business being in the the uh, cage with her. Or she could bet on herself and the upside of her coming over to the UFC and fighting Amanda Nunes, even though they're training partners, which I don't care. Because listen, I'm sure you and Amanda are great. And I'm sure you guys train together. That's all fine and dandy. When you retire, I bet you never talk to Amanda again. She has her kid. She has her wife. That stuff goes out the window. You got to do what's best for you. So if you're not signing with the UFC because you're worried about Amanda Nunes, let's fucking ditch that. There's nowhere else for you to go. Where are you going to go to Bellator? Who are you going to fight? Let's say you fight Cyborg, who's older in the tooth, definitely tough as fuck, definitely the second best women's uh, uh, lightweight on the planet, hands down. No, no, no argument there. So let's say you beat uh, Cyborg. Then what? Then what are you going to do? Then you're beating up these other girls that nobody cares about. So you're in kind of the similar position you were in the PFL. You come over to the UFC, we're going to have something for you. By we, like, I don't work for them. But you know what I'm saying. I'm UFC alumni. So I say we. I have earned that right. <laughs> so for Kyla Harrison, you're, you're, you're betting on – you can sit in the PFL and beat up these girls and make over a million dollars a year. Great money. Good life. You never, you, you're never going to reach that pinnacle. You're an Olympian, a gold medal fucking Olympian. You're the upper, upper echelon of combat sports. So for you to risk everything, get away from this kosher, easy kind of cruise control that you're in now in the PFL and come to the UFC, I, that's the move because the upside, if you become the face of women's combat, again, all love to Bellator, all love to PF, PFL, Invicta, Rise in one championship. Unless you're in the UFC, you are not the face of anything. So if she were to bank on herself and come over to the UFC, you know, to bet on yourself, the 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 potential for her to become this mega, mega star and make all the money in the world is there. But there's a risk. You're not going to get the ideal matchups. It's going to be a tough road. They're not going to just throw you to Amanda Nunes. You have to earn that. But I tell you what. I would, again, I'd bet on Kayla Harrison. I really would, man. She has every, every tool to become a world champion in the UFC. Please go over there, Kayla. And, I, and I'm hearing her and Dana are having talks. Mm. That's the rumor that she's, that she's going to go over there. She speaks well. Her background's fantastic. Looks good. She checks every box. Skills, check. Finisher, check. Monster, check. I mean, a, a, a promoter's dream, man. Go over the UFC. Let's see how you do. Can always go back to the PFL. Can always go, but that's not going anywhere. Never. You could take five steps back and still be the champion over there. UFC, you can't. You have to get five steps better to become champion. It's worth the risk to me, and she can do it. Hopefully she hears this, and hopefully she does it. Uh, best fight uh, to me of the year, most entertaining and just – just overall, it was Javante Tank Davis versus, I don't know why his nickname's not Super Mario Barrios. <laughs> why he just goes by Mario Barrios, I have no idea. How have they not coined the term Super Mario Barrios, dude? 
Maybe it's because my son plays a lot of Nintendo Switch and I have Mario on the mind, but it's such a smooth transition for a nickname. Super Mario Barrios? Are you watching Super Mario this weekend? Who? Super Mario Barrios? The big-ass Mexican? The Aztec kid? First of all, he, he might have lost that night, but he won on the outfit. His Aztec outfit was fire. And what's crazy is Javante went up two weight classes, and this is why it's my favorite fight of the year. Because Javante goes up two weight classes. There's only been, who is it? It's Floyd, Floyd, Oscar De La Hoya. I know I'm forgetting one more. Manny? Maybe Manny, yeah. So Floyd, Oscar, Manny, and Javante are the four that held those belts in three different weight classes. So Javante was attempting greatness. What you don't realize is how tough of a task that is. Super Mario Barrios was so much bigger, and those first five rounds... I would maybe give Javante two of those, maybe one of those, but he was so much bigger. It took Javante. I was like, I don't know how he's going to get this done. I told my girl, I'm like, this, he's quicker, he's more powerful, but this kid's so much bigger, and he had trouble getting on the inside for a while, and then he started to get his timing down and started getting the inside and land some shots. Dude, it was such a good fucking fight. He stopped him in the 11th, but once he found, and Super Mario kind of slowed down just he, just a teeny bit, Tank started landing. He he dropped him with a, uh, uh, a right hook, which was beautiful. He set him up, fainted, and then came over the top with it, dropped him there, and then it, it was fucking on, man. And I've always, I've always been high on Tank, and I, I do think he's a fantastic fighter, but I've never been blown away by him. Well, I realize the reason why I'm not blown away by him is because in these lighter weight classes, he hits so hard. His nickname's Tank, for God's sakes. He hits so hard that you don't get to see his full potential because he's hitting guys and it's over. You're like, all right. Like when he fought Santa Cruz and he uppercut him with that vicious, which was another one weight class higher, he hit him with an uppercut in front of his dad and brother and basically, you know, uh, highlight knockout of the year for last year. Amazing fight. I, mean, I thought that was going to be a tougher fight for him, but you don't realize how good Tank is at boxing until you see him fight a much larger opponent and you see how smooth he is. His technique, his ability to not get hit in the pocket, he's slipping, his, his jab, the, setting guys up, his body work. He's so fucking good at boxing. His, his, he was so explosive. His timing was nuts. But again, when he fights these lighter guys, he's hitting them. It's over. So you're like, all right, Tank's good. I guess he's just a powerful dude. But when we saw him against Super Mario Barrios, I'm such a big Super Mario fan now. I'm always going <laughs> to call you Super Mario. Mario. I'm such a big Super Mario fan now because... He drops Super Mario. Mario pops up. In these other weight classes, it's over. Like he lands, it's over. Not in Super Mario because since he's bigger, he absorbs more punishment. He pops up, and then you got a fight on your hands. And the unofficial scoring uh, with Steve Farhood, who one of my favorite people on the planet, Steve Farhood for Showtime, actually had Javante Davis down on the cards. So going to the eleventh, May Mayweather was there. Also Mayweather. Maybe too many chains. Did anybody see him? He had 19 <laughs> chains on. It was like he went to a jewelry shop and I like came in. Which ones do you like? He was like, that one, that one, that one. They're like, okay, cool. And then he took all of them and just wore them. It, you've never seen a human being with more jewelry on than Floyd Mayweather that night. It must have been so uncomfortable and heavy, unless it's fake, which I doubt with Floyd Mayweather oh, yeah. it's fake. It, uh, I'm not even trying to be funny here. 10 chains? And I, I don't mean like small chains like I'm wearing. I'm talking full Cuban link fucking 50 cent chains. He had 10 of them on. 
all diamond studded out. It was so distracting and such a weird look, but also kind of cool. Such a weird flex. It was like the jewelry store was like, man, we'd really appreciate if you just wear like one of these. And he was like, how about I wear all of them? And they're like, all right, wear all of them. We've never seen it done, but look at that. Look at that. What's he, what does he, uh, he just put, oh, Jamie Foxx put boss. boss. So he just posted no caption. Yeah. It's such a strange look. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like he, he has a neck brace made out of gold jewelry on. It's a full-blown junior sale preventing your head from fucking the concussion neck brace. Look at that thing. Either way, it was cool. Floyd Mayweather can pull it off. Nobody else in the world can. But he was in his corner. He goes, yo, do, yeah, I think it was the going into the 11th. He goes, you're actually down on the on, on official scorecard. Javante's mm -hmm. like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just keeping 100 with you, man. I'm telling you what you need to hear. And Tank was like, I'm down? I didn't think he was down. I think he was actually up two rounds. And I think the official scorecard agreed with me. He was actually up two rounds. But the Steve Farhood, who's a brilliant man, smart man, had Javante down because he gave him so many rounds, one through six. So then once he found out he was down, he finished him, dude. Mm -hmm. And this body shot that he landed, and then Super Mario got up, and then he dropped him again. He hit him right in the sternum. But you got to be a fan of Super Mario after this. That body shot just hit him right in the fucking sternum. God, it was a good fight, man. It was such a good fight. It was the perfect opponent for Tank. Yeah, Super Mario's fucking tough. Mm -hmm. Super Mario's Chappelle Lacey's favorite boxer because he's really into punk rock, too. And Legit. he skates, skateboards. Mm -hmm. It might, I don't know what family adopted Chappelle, but I think it might have been Super Mario's family. <laughs> They're the same person. And Tank hit a dope ass backflip. Insane backflip from the top rope. Ooh, he looked good. Mm -hmm. God, he looked good. Over his, <laughs> his people, too. Yeah, he looked, and his corner was spot on. Like, you keep trying to knock him out in the head, go to the body, and that's what got it done. That's what got it done. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, try and catch the recap or see the highlights on Showtime uh, YouTube. It's the best fight of the year, hands down. MMA or boxing, it was so entertaining. It was so fucking entertaining. Boxing at its highest level, and this fucking Super Mario dude can take the punches. And you're like, holy shit, tank and fight. Before, I've always been like, yeah, he's crazy power. He lands one, it's over. But it took a lot more than that to get Super Mario out of there. I'm such a big Super Mario fan. And prior to that, Charlo fought that uh, Mexican zombie. Those fucking Mexicans, dude. Tough as hell. Get my family split. I'm going for Tank, my entire Mexican family, including my kids, going for Super Mario because he's Mexican. That's where it goes. Tank's slowly becoming a big pay-per-view star too, man. That was uh, sixteen five or 17,000 people in Atlanta, wow. which ain't a bad gate. Here's what's interesting about boxing that I learned. The gate goes to the promoters. This was a uh, Team Money Mayweather promotion because Tank's a uh, Floyd Mayweather fighter. The gate, the ticket sales, goes to the promoter and the fighter. How cool is that of the main event? Mm. Them boys making money. UFC says, you're doing what? Well, our fighters aren't getting any of the gate. So that's how we're going to do this, okay? So everybody be cool and get your pennies, okay? It was such a good fight, though, man. Great fight. Lomachenko got it done as well. And they've uh, Bob Aram and uh, Teofomo's dad, Teofomo Sr., if you watch the 
food truck with basically it's Teal Fomo's seniors food truck. I said three words. His dad took over. Uh, great dude though. Uh, so interesting. But they agreed Teal Fomo senior and Bob Aram, who uh, manages Lomachenko, that they're going to do the rematch. And I do think it might be a little different. Because Lomachenko just start off so slow and usually can carry it out, and this one time he couldn't. Ooh, god damn. Yeah. Good stoppage. Good stoppage, yeah. yeah. You don't realize how small uh, Lomachenko is to you see him in person. I had him on Below the Belt when I was doing the TV show and uh-huh. we brought him in. He's tiny. He is tiny. He's, I mean, him did a buddy cop uh, <laughs> segment together. He's very tiny. English is not great, but he's such a fucking monster. I'd say most technical fighter in the world, any sport, period. It's like him and Messi. What else you got, Jen? He has really short legs, yeah. What'd you say? He does have really short He's legs. He's so tiny. Even Everything's compared tiny. to his body. Everything's tiny. Handsome devil, though. <laughs> hey, man, you ever getting it on with your guy or your gal, and you're like, man, I wish I had a lecture boost in here. I wish I had some blue chew. I wish I had that little blue chew. All I do is chew it up. And then it's game time, Poppy. It's game time, like the fourth quarter, and it's time to nail that shot. I wish I had some Blue Chew. Yes, man, you need confidence in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Do you like your big dick hard, and do you like to save money? Blue Chew got you covered, man. You can take them anytime, day, night, so you don't have to plan ahead. You don't have to do any of that. It's ready to go when you're ready to go. The process super simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part? It's all online. No more awkward doctor visits. None of that stuff. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's made in the U.S. of A. All right? So if you could benefit from extra little confidence in the bed when it's time to go, Blue Chew can help. And I got a deal for you guys. Try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SHOB, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of Below the Belt. Uh, another fight that happened over the weekend was bare knuckle fighting. Uh, Joy Beltran won. Hector yeah, Lombard. Joy Beltran got it done. Mm-hmm. I saw Hector Lombard just slug some dude. Yeah, dude, that is insane. Did anything happen to him? Um, I don't think so, but let's see. I'll the just guy show you comes up and like first. was saying like, "Oh, I'm next." Something, and then uh, he's Hector, just trying to do a stare down. Just Hector Lombard up. said, "What?" and gave him a two piece Cuban. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was jacked up that Hector did that, but I, I mean, I if you're know, gonna I, walk up, I don't know. I, I don't know their background because obviously Hector was not having it. And gave him a fucking two-piece with some plantains. Uh, legit two-piece. Uh, Look at this. Boom, boom. And the guy's just like in shock. The guy doesn't want the smoke. No. What fighter covers up like, boom, boom. Look, what fighter covers up like that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what, what does he like, Oh, dude, I was trying to sell a fight. I saw his topology page, and I, I just feel bad. Just look at this picture, too. Not for you, dude. Three no, and five. Three, five you and don't oh. want them hands. Also, the way you reacted to that fucking... Two-piece Cuban sandwich and a plantain ain't for you, Bubba. Yeah, that was a... He's just in I shock. like how Joe Riggs pulled him back. <laughs> Let me see it one more time. It's yeah. fantastic. His reaction is fantastic. Also, white jeans, baller move. Even the announcer's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
I God. feel bad for that guy. Hector Lombard's hands are fast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, this is uh, some knockouts on PFL. This one I thought was really interesting because he seems like to react afterwards. Watch. This guy. You'll see him throw a punch here. Punches, and then he's out. Uh, Do you see that? So it looks like the guy landed a punch as he was throwing a punch. Did he? Or yeah, is he the watch. worst actor ever? Watch, watch, watch. He's about to come up here. He hits him right here. And he throw a punch. Weird. Very weird. They had a bunch of cool knockouts, too. This is a girl fight from uh, PFL. Guy that looked like Jessica Andrade. Yeah. And also Valentina a little bit. <laughs> it looks like Paige Van Zandt versus Jessica Andrade, but in low def. Uh, we'll, we'll just have it at that. Uh, this is, okay, so Anthony Pettis unfortunately lost a split decision damn. on his fight, so that's two in a row at PFL, which damn. sucks. Damn, damn, damn. Definitely. But before he had the fight, he PFL's launched... PFL's like, yo, dog, uh, can I have some of that money back? <laughs> what were you saying? It's such a bummer. It was a very, very close fight, though. So he before the fight, he posted this. like He's starting his own MMA promotion called Showtime Fighting Championship. So I think he'll be perfectly fine. Oh, I love that. Yeah. He's, I love Anthony Pettis. Such mm-hmm. a good person. But also with this stuff, it's like, you know, people are like, well, this shows you UFC's not top dog. Like these other UFC fighters come with these other organizations and think they're just going to walk through them. They got another thing coming. Eee! Anthony Pettis is older, dude. This ain't vintage. You know what vintage Anthony Pettis would fucking do yeah. in the PFL or Bellator if he was in his prime or Ben Henderson or any of these guys that come over when they're in their prime? You know what they would fucking do? It's such a weird thing. Guys paint that narrative. It's like, oh, you think this is the best version of Anthony Pettis? Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a... I think this could be real, but we're not, I'm not 100% sure. So our boy, Photoshop Steve, he posted this earlier. And this is apparently... I said I was going to bring it up. This is apparently uh, Joe Schilling at a bar. And this guy was kind of just drunk. And Joe Schilling... I'll just show you the video real quick. <laughs> but how did Photoshop Steve get it? Shout out to Photoshop Steve. I don't know. Maybe someone sent him the video. The Photoshop Steve. Mm-hmm, the, pho- my the Photoshop Steve. He's I awesome. I heard from him in forever. It's been a little bit, yeah. I'll just play the video. So this guy's drunk, having fun. And then there's Joe Schilling in the back. Why'd he push him like that? To get him out of the way? So I let me see it one more. Sh- let me yeah. see it one more time. Because why is Schilling just push him like that? No, he's just like, hey, I'm gonna walk through you, kind of like just tapping him, I think, or a little bit of push. So he's walking through. Oh, he bumped it. Yeah. yeah. And then knocked out cold. So were the cops called? I don't. It barely just came out, so I'm not sure. And then, so one. One website reported on it, but then I don't know for a fact. Because, like, why is this guy recording right there, right at that time? He, and then you can't a, see. Is he a friend of the drunk guy? And was like, ah, check out Larry Hammered. Oh, there's Joe. Oh, my God. Joe Schilling knocked out my friend. It seems legit, but I don't know for a fact. That hit definitely isn't fake. Yeah, it looked really legit. That yeah. really real, real. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know. Here's one more time without the music, just in case. I guess having a good time. Yeah. He got a little, little sugar thing on mm-hmm. his... Here comes Joe. Radar. And Joe's like, hey, dude, bad idea. And the guy does kind of like come at him a little bit. You see his face right here? Like, mm. he's like this. 
Yeah. But that's kind of like, come on, you're a professional. If this is real, you're a professional fighter and this drunk guy, if anything, just say, hey, let's fight or something, not just like sock him in the face. Joe Schilling comes from different kind I know. of off, my man. I know, I know. Can't really. There's a few guys you just don't want to fuck with. He would be one of them. For sure. There's certain guys you just don't want, you know, they just don't play those games. Yeah. This poor drunk guy learned the hard way, and he's probably waking up now and is like, what happened? It's like, oh, you got all hammered and started talking shit to Joe Schilling. And what'd he do? He knocked you out, dude. What happened to that hot chick? She was embarrassed and she left. <laughs> oh, man, maybe I should DM her. Mm, I'd lay low. Yeah. That's how his conversation's going this morning. I would lay low, my man. <sighs> yeah, well, let's hope this is not real, but we'll see. Remember that uh, lawsuit that Riolo Romero had? For that supplement company because he popped for something yes and then he was supposed to win 27 million dollars they don't have 27 million they don't but apparently it says the update to this is he'll get at least 12.45 million fantastic how do they do that if especially if the place calls or place calls if they file for bankruptcy yeah but it says right here he'll be awarded at least 12.45 million interesting yeah which is humongous. Romero was also to receive nine million due to emotional distress, but the original trouble amount was reduced to three million. Uh, a valuable reputational damage has been remanded to trial. Will be decided at a future date. So as now, Romero stands to be awarded at least twelve point four five lost wages and emotional wow. distress. That's a nice little payday for sure. Hopefully, he fights soon. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while. But also, if you get twelve point four million dollars, let's not fight. <laughs> Actually, I want to see him fight Rumble. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Please fight. This is just a quick one. So CB Dalloway and Cajun Johnson, they filed a brand new lawsuit against UFC. And Good Endeavor. luck with that. I know. And these are the grounds here. Uh, uh, Locking fighters in a long-term exclusive contract with the fire state prevent them from competing elsewhere. Well, you're the one that signed the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not going to hold up. Units market dom- dominance to coerce fighters to resign contracts or really making contracts effectively and prevent fighters from reaching free agency. Acquiring, then closing down other MMA promoter, promoters that threaten the UFC's dominance. They said they did that twice, right? Pride and uh, Pride and Strike, Strike Force. Force. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, shit. I hope they win. <laughs> this I thought was interesting. Ariel Helwani tweeted about Luke Rockhold saying that he was offered a fight against Hamzat, who said he would fight anybody, but he said he declined. Hamzat declined. Well, because Hamzat doesn't want to fight at 85. He wants to fight at 70. Yeah, but I mean, he did fight both, so. But he wants to fight at 70. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's like, yeah, if Rockhold cuts 70, which is Way never going to happen yeah. if he cut impossible. his leg off. He's like, no, I want to fight at 70. So I don't think he's scared of Luke. I think he just wants to fight at 70. All right. Simple as that, then. That had been a great fight, though. Yeah. Hamzat just needs to fight. So does Luke, though. Hamzat more, though, I would say. 100%. Yeah. Uh, this is just a quick one, too. Cesar Gracie says that Nick Diaz is targeting September return. Open to boxing. And he says that he's not even sure he's going to side with uh, the UFC. But I'm guessing that's just... Con- oh, know. he's a free agent? No, no. just uh, that, Is he? I don't think so. We were looking at September. I have to see where he is in his contract. Well, yeah, so he has to find out first. So we have to see where he is. That means mm-hmm. there's fights left. He, he's not going to fight anywhere but the UFC. So Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis have been delayed. Why? Until September. I don't even think they said why. Let's go scheduling conflicts. UFC hope to book Derek Lewis uh, in France too, August 7th, but it's currently looking like a long shot at this point. Scheduling conflicts, nothing flies at the moment, but September is now a new target, I'm told. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so Fedor's coming back. I saw that mm-hmm. in Russia. Moscow, yeah. Drug First. testing. Beat it. <laughs> I know. It's Russia. Keep your fucking grimy hands off of us. So Bellator's first time in Russia. Who's he going to fight? They haven't named, right? Nope, not yet. So who could Bell- who could Fedor fight in Bellator? Uh, initial thoughts go to the, who the UFC just released would be Overeem or JDS. Those are two options for sure. I think JDS would be fantastic. A legend in Josh Barnett. Those are the three they're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that in this article? Uh, not. I'm sure it's somewhere, but it's definitely, I read it somewhere. Everyone's like, yeah, no shit, Brendan. Yeah. Um, I think JDS Fader would be the fight. That, that'd be the one I'd be most excited about. Mm. Wouldn't that be fun? I think for me, over him and Fader would be great. Real, but, uh, uh, either way, but a striking match between JDS and... Uh, JDS would be fun. Yeah, probably more competition. I know Fedor wants that Mitrione loss. Um, but I doubt that they're going to do that. Mm. They might. It would be way easier for Bellator to get it done and Scott Coker. But I would imagine, yeah, a JDS would be fun. Yeah. But you'd have to sign JDS to a longer deal. Who knows what he's going to do. And then uh, Overeem's actually signed with Glory, so you're going to figure that deal out, which is never too difficult between Bellator and Glory. Overeem, JDS. Yeah. Barnett would be such an old-school matchup. That'd be fun. Fader, yeah. Old heads, I'd love that. Yeah. And once the... I think Barnett beats him. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people beat him now, which sucks, but... Him versus JDS, I don't know. That's, not, that's why I think it's more competition with JDS. Uh, so this is what happened after Fedor announced that he's coming back. John Jones and him did a FaceTime call. <laughs> I thought John had a mask on in the FaceTime. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, my brother. We'll see. We'll see. Very quick phone call. I, well, I think it's because Fedor's English is not great. Yeah. God, I'd love to see John Dude. Fedor. That's what we ne- Never happening, but. I know. But when he tweeted this, I thought that was kind of like. Fedor's fine again? Well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. He can't have too many left in the chamber. Fedor, right? He's 44. No, dude. He wasn't that's looking a hot great. second, dude. Cool and be him versus Krokop. Oh my god, that'd be super old. But Krokop said he's like retired his heart for good. Was yeah, his, I think he has a heart issue. Right, mm-hmm. he can't fight anymore. Yeah, the doctors told him. Indeed, but he looks jacked as ever now. Fedor? Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Krokop. Krokop yeah. yeah, him and his son. And his son, yeah. So the ESPYs were announced for best fighter, and I'll first I'll show you, I'll name them. So it could be Nurmagomedov, Amanda Nunes, Rose Namajunas, and then Francis Ngannou. And your boy Markel posted this. This is Francis finding out about it. This is an awkward dance or something? Yeah. Hell yeah, let me see this. Let me refresh. Is there music or no? I think there is, yeah. This is a huge deal, man, and I'm so proud of you. You deserve it. You deserve more than I can ever explain. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that UFC just hit me up and told me that you are nominated for the best MMA fighter in the world by the ESPYs. No music. Let's go! That's really dope. I think Khabib wins it, though. It's going to be hard to to piss on his parade. Yeah. I think Khabib wins it. For sure. I love Markel, too. I've never seen an agent be so invested in a guy ever. Cool dude, too. Yeah, great guy. This I thought was a very interesting thing that Damian Maia said, and I think it would be a good fight too. Damian Maia said he wants one more, 
And then it would be either Nate Diaz, which you said for sure would not happen, or Donald Cerrone. Cowboy. I feel like Nate would be up for that, right? I think th- he would too, but I don't think the UFC would do it, though. But Cerrone, that seems like a great fight. Yeah, for both, both of them. Either of those makes sense. I'd watch yeah. both of those and pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ahead of a fight night. Or that's like the third fight on a main, main card, a pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, this is just Nate Diaz and Kamar Usman on Twitter. Okay, so Nate put, who this guy fighting next? Somebody he already KO'd? Mm-hmm. I see you, 209. If you really want this 187, then call your boy Hunter. Campbell. You're locked down. You do what you're told to do like a good champion. Keyword champion, LL. All you guys just internet tough guys nowadays. Like I said, if you re- really want this pressure, then holler at your boy Hunter. You're doing great, champ. I wasn't trying to disrespect. Have a good fight with one of those poor guys you beat up. I like how Nate ended it. Yeah, I'm with Nate on this a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, all right, you're fighting guy you've already beat. Cool. He won the fans' eyes, but if Nate would have beat Leon Edwards, he would he would have been fighting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Um, I don't know if I can ha- find it here, but I would love to see that fight too. <laughs> yes, even now I'll th- take my money. I'd rather see Kamaru versus Nate than anything else. Check this out, Faraz Hobby, who's like one of the best minds in MMA, right? Yep, if not the best. He says that Nate would beat ninety nine percent of fighters if there was no time limit. Oh, cool. But um, <laughs> I know there's time limits. Oh, it's just an observation. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. But um, yeah, because Nate does have phenomenal cardio. It's interesting to talk about, but also it's, you know, you might as well say Nate Diaz beats 99% of the fighters if they were in a pool. It's like, okay. Those aren't the rules, though. I hear you. I hear you. If you put Nate Diaz in a fight where there's no time limit, I think he beats 99% of the fighters. You can't sub him. You can't finish him. The guy doesn't stop walking forward. He puts volume on you. He's a scared street fighter in MMA. I think if you've had to fight him in the street, you are in a fight for your life. If he had no time limit in a fight with Leon Edwards, he beats Leon. I agree with that. And I have a tremendous admiration for Leon Edwards. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to talk about, but it's just not the sport, you know? Yeah. It's like saying, you know, the the fucking uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers would go 30-0, and man, if they had 30-game season. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. But there's only, what is it, 18 games now? They extend to 18 games? But it's only 18. So I know, but if it's 30, they go on the field. It's like, okay. You want to give me your input on Thor versus Hulk, too? (laughs) What else you got? Yeah. Do you remember like Pride? I think Pride did like no timelines before way back in the day. Yeah. So that'd probably be great for Nate if that it's was still great. around. And, but only the hardcores would watch for it. For sure. There'd be a hundred of us watching it. There was like an hours long fight before, Listen, which is five crazy. fives is too much for me. Here's the thing. Boxing. We don't need 12 fucking rounds. They take the first six off. Make it eight rounds so it's action packed. Do you hate money and ratings? Well, there you go, boxing. All right. So, so, yeah, I love for us. For sure. Very smart guys. So this is a little bit more details on Luis Pena. Oh, we got some Ross. details. Yeah, let's see what evil Bob Ross did now. <laughs> so when you read this, it kind of looks a little fishy too. Oh yeah, so you call him bullshit. I well, here's the thing. You're always a skeptical. But no one, you? no one knows what happened. But ah, let me read this. <laughs> According to domestic violence probable cause affidavit obtained Wednesday by ESPN, Booker Raton police who do nothing because so safe and white there. Uh, Pena and his girlfriend had an altercation June 14th. Woman, his girlfriend, told police that Pena, Pena, a.k.a. Evil Bob Ross, accused her of looking at other men on Instagram, then grabbed her iPhone and threw it down on the ground, causing it to shatter and break. 
That's considered robbery by oh, sun snatching. Come on. Robbery by sun snatch is a potential fail. Oh, come on. I know, I know. After that, all right, it's getting fucking sketchy. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Chin. After that, Pena and the woman got into a physical fight that included pushing and punching each other. Okay, this isn't she good. She told officers. The woman ended up with a small laceration on the left side of her lip, as well as scratches scratches, and redness on her knuckles. On her knuckles. That's because she was hitting him. Mm. At the time, the woman told cops that Pena had also taken her home keys, but she ended up finding, finding them, them later. later. Okay, nothing there. Boca Raton, who finally have something to do, police received an anonymous tip later that night. Pena was going back to his girlfriend's home to kill her. Not good. According to the affidavit, the caller added that Pena was suicidal and had a gun and a knife. About 30 minutes later, Boca Raton finally got their uniforms uh, out of the cleaner and got Pena on the phone. Pena refused to provide a statement so he would get a lawyer with the purpose of meeting at Boca Raton Police. Smart. Mm-hmm. I've seen way too much 48. Got to have a lawyer present. On June 15th, officer returned to the woman's home for a follow-up interview. According to the affidavit, the woman said Pena punched her on the top of her head while she was asking him to leave the home, and she had a lump there. However, the woman refused to let police see the alleged injury. Okay, Uh never happened. When asked about Pena having access to firearms, she said that a few weeks prior, Pena brandished a gun while talking to her via FaceTime threatened to kill himself. Per the affidavit, the woman was upset that Pena had not been arrested yet, abruptly ending the interview and slammed her door shut. Another thing? Pena's attorney, Daniel Martinez, hopes to get him transported to Palm Beach County as soon as possible. Martinez said he is very frustrated because Pena remains held without bond in Broward County. Broward. Broward Broward County. Broward County, waiting transport to Palm Beach County since Friday. While Pena was arrested in uh, the county, the arrest warrant was issued in Palm County. Okay, Martinez told, under no circumstances, committed a robbery. Agree. An entire search is much ado about nothing. Uh, Pena is innocent and proven guilty, not on social media these days. And he does not believe any parties involved want to see Pena in jail. He said, Pena has been open on social media about mental health issues. Okay, probably shouldn't have lent him a gun then, especially if you just look at his uh, tweets lately. If that's real. Oh, his mental illness? No, no, if he had a gun and all that stuff. So I don't even know if that's real. Uh, Pena, as many other fighters do, need help and not punishment. Fighters have a very difficult job, probably the most difficult besides the Navy SEAL. They get hit in the head. We don't know what the long-term effects are. Oh, so you admit he has some issues, huh? He, he even admitted openly, too. Yeah. But I mean, to do something like that to a girl, you know, like that's I'm with you. That seems a little far. fishy. Yeah, a lot of that the whole thing. fishy. The whole thing is... It's just a, f- a shit show. Yeah, that's what sucks. I call that. That's if this was an episode of First Forty Eight, I'd fast forward through ninety nine percent of it. By the way, Isaac had a list that he found online about the toughest sport in the world. What do you think it ended up with? Number one. Who made the list? <laughs> what was it? I need some background. We couldn't find this the original source, but it came from that one. Oh, yeah, it was on Full Send Sports. And Full what? Sports. What's the requirements to equal toughest sport? We don't know the requirements. Is it hockey? It was actually hockey was number two. Oh wow, boxing. He said boxing. Yeah, but I'm like MMA has to over be MMA. Boxing. Yeah, that's why I was like, what? sounds like a boxer made this list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> potentially. Who made the list? Oh look, we found it. It's Bob Arum. Chris Wyman says that there's still a possibility that his amputation or his leg could be amputated. Jesus Christ, really? If his blood doesn't go back, the blood supply coming back to my leg completely mm-hmm. is a big thing. I'm not even worried about it. But that would be the biggest issue. That would mean amputation. So let's just keep praying that I get full blood supply back. Get your blood supply back. Yeah, get with a uh, therapist to fucking move that fucking weird leg around now, dude. <laughs> have you seen Misha, Misha Tate lately? Uh, I have no. She looks crazy ripped God, right now. God, she's Shredville. Yeah. Where she's on that macro diet like I am. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been in this good of shape. I've never taken my job more seriously. I have the tools and resources never available to me before. Everything is in line. My body has done the most incredible things, but best is yet to come. July 17th. Thank you so much. No particular order. List all the coaches people, we don't yeah. care about. <laughs> and so tomorrow is going to be a hot second run. I'm hitting the ground running. Hashtag late 2.0. Tate. Oh, Tate. 2.0. If she can actually get the title again, that would be insane. I'm rooting for her. She's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, she looks She's great rich. on food truck. Yeah. She is a straight dime piece. 100%. I saw Chad Mendez doing these hooks, and I thought this was incredible. I'll just play it for you real quick. Just more of that, but uh, you've seen a lot of people. Retired? In- he's retired. Yeah, he's just, he's just like fishing, good uh, luck, hunting, fish. fishing, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see hooks, though, I feel like that's one of the toughest things to make he's your body the most do power, that. Though, for sure. Wow, can really wind up with hips and everything. Yes, form's great too. Yeah, Bellator two sixty four Gegard Mousasi is going to defend his title versus John fight. Salter. Yeah, Salter's a beast. Yeah, that's Salter's record. Pretty good. Um. Wait, what is this? Oh, I just oh. saw this. <laughs> Wait. Boom, Damn. bitch. Taekwondo kick to Spartan the face. Taekwondo kick to the face. I thought they couldn't. Boom, bitch. Yeah, front kick. So fast, too. Let me see that one more time. Sure. Boom. Damn. Yeah, that was super fast. This was crazy. So this is in Russia. So I guess there was a fight. Initially, there was an amateur MMA fight. And then later on, after the fight, two people from both crews were talking smack on each other so what they did is let them fight each other afterwards oh cool in the cage so this is how it started speaking russian russian mm-hmm. so they're talking smack to each other those are the most tan russians i've ever seen in my life <laughs> so then mongolian huh and then they're like all right why don't you two yeah. get in there they said how would you fucks get in there they said, anybody got any shorts? He's like, I have my basketball shorts. I went, those work. Get them on. So they'll see train because they don't look like No, they're good, dude. Yeah, all. they're definitely good. Ooh. And so this guy eventually gets his back. The very front. Yep, got Let his back. Let me see the transition of the back. Sure. Mel. Right there. And were they cool after this? <laughs> I don't know. I should mention they did brawl. Like their crews brawled beforehand. Then they talk, talk smack. Wow. And then they got in a fight. Russia just doing it right. And they're you actually know, legit fighters. He's going to talk all the shit. How about you two fight? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, great idea. We have a cage. And the guy didn't let go right away, as you can imagine. Yeah, that's that bad blood. Yeah. Jesus, that is so Russian. Yep. Again, I can't emphasize enough. This is the tannest Russians I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what uh, MMA, MMA Mania posted. They're saying Logan Paul was pleading for mercy during the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I'll play this for you. God, how many fucking things are they going to go after? <laughs> I know. Just give it up to the guy. He lasted eight rounds. Move on, everybody. Mm, that's not it. Let's go here. All right. 
Make sure the volume's up. I can't tell, but it looks like they're, uh, Logan Paul saying, chill, champ, chill. It's just an exhibition because Floyd was going pretty hard at him. What are we supposed to do with this? I don't know. It's just something interesting. Do, okay. You don't like it. But, I mean, we just got to move on. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like that Logan Paul stuff. It's, people are so upset he lasted eight rounds. Like Floyd carried him into those eight rounds. All right. Both got paid, man. I know. This is Ben Rothwell going after a fan. The fan said something pretty jacked up. Ben Rothwell, a roast fan after being criticized for haymakers and jiggling tits. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the guy uh, that did it. So this guy's name, which I'm not going to say because too long and very strange, but people call for technical heavyweights and then criticize gone because they secretly love the fat sloppy cast typically of a heavyweight MMA. Mm, I disagree with mm -hmm. that. Gone is everything that people ask for, but they can't stand that they actually prefer Ben Rothwell and Chris Barnett's haymakers and jiggling tits. Jiggle this sloppy pussy. And fuck off. Uh. And this guy actually has like, you know, a few thousand followers. So I was like, I thought maybe it was just a troll troll, but he's still a troll, obviously. But for some reason, when I see him like a few thousand followers, I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But maybe this is his thing. He trolls these guys. So then you get the other, yeah. you know, people with mental illness to follow that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like this mental so, yeah. illness, like club. Mental Nobody's club. doing well. So they all get together. It's basically haters in a, in a summary. Yeah. But good. A lot of mental club. illness and live in your mom's basement and they all f can find each other online. True that. So anyways, good on big Ben. And then they're like, you hate this guy because he's successful? Like, yeah, I hate this guy too. And they're like, oh, we have this in common. You like Cheetos? I like Cheetos. <laughs> I wish uh, Ben Rothwell's comeback was better. But also, no one wants the guys with big jiggly tits. There really aren't those guys anymore. What are you, what are you fucking tweeting from 2004? Mm. Also, Ben Rothwell doesn't have jiggly tits either. No, he doesn't. That guy, Sean Strickland, remember the guy that got uh, his arm cranked? Yeah, by that guy? Yeah. The jiu-jitsu guy? He, he, I guess he had a lot of hate from people online for some reason. He was just like, hey, come meet me and bring your kids when you come meet me so they can see me kick your ass. Kind oh, of wow. Thing. Yeah. Did he so he went him? harder. <laughs> no one's going to come at him, dude. But that's another way to, to handle a, a troll, too. Um, that's kind of it, unless something else pops up. But uh, there's no fights that, that I could find. To take it's the fourth like off, because yeah. the big boy UFC, was it 263? Is it 263 or 264? 264. 264. Yeah. Not this coming Saturday. Next Saturday, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. Rubber match. Running back for the third motherfucking time. Also, that will be, if everything goes planned, I get the keys to the new studio tomorrow at 10 a.m. We're doing the walkthrough. It's been such a process with permits and everything and design the set. We will have our first Calabasas fight companion oh, damn. with me and the crew. Uh, the special guest will be announced next week. It's me and a crew. It's going to be a great time. It will be live streamed and then also uploaded afterwards as well. So if you want to watch it with the boys, the Calabasas fight companion crew, that is next week from the new Thick Boy Studios next Saturday. That is July 10th. Yep. That will be the very first one. Turn on the pay-per-view, watch it with us, or just watch us, watch the pay-per-view. 
It's going to be a grand old time with some very special guests. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And we hopefully have the first bottles of Tiger Thick Whiskey as well there. Oh, they look so, so we'll dope. going to be drinking. Chin's going to be there oh, drinking. Yeah. The whole crew's going to be there. Me and very special guests will be there for the first ever Calabasas Fight Companion live from Thick Boy Studios. And you can watch it on the Thick Boy channel. That's thick with three C's. The Thick Boy YouTube channel will be live streaming the very first Calabasas Fight Club, July 10th, with me and special friends. I can't wait. Is that it, Chin? That's pretty much it. And you'll see there's a new vlog up we just launched this week. Uh, Thick Boys, oh, where are we at, Cal? Almost 20K now, subscribers? Yep. So I think what we're going to do, because people are so excited about winning the contest to fly out here, we were just going to fly three of you out here when we hit 100K. So what I'm going to do is when we, we reach 25K, we're going to pick one uh, fan to fly out here. When we reach 50K, we're going to fly a fan out here. When we reach 75K, we're going to fly a fan out here. When we reach 100K, we're going to fly two fans out here. So that's a new plan. So we don't have to wait all this time to get to 100. We'll do it 25, 50, 75, hundo. So every 25K uh, in subscribers, I'm going to pick you and you can bring a friend to fly out to LA, work out with me and my crew at Zoo Culture. You get your swole on. Got to be two something, do something. If you're lighting the ass, we'll figure it out. But you know what I'm saying. And then you also get to sit in on one of your uh, favorite shows that I do. I do a million, so you have a lot to choose from. And you might even get lucky and uh, get a Calabas Fight Companion, too, that you can be part of. So there's that, man. Uh, so once we reach it, again, the first ever Calabas Fight Companion will be live on the Thick Boy YouTube channel. And you can watch it live with us for the big UFC 264, Connor versus Poirier. Or you can watch it the next day. It will be uploaded uh, right, just as usual podcast as well. As far as tour dates, we got a lot coming up. July is a little chill because I'm building out this studio. But July 16th through the 17th, I will be at the HaHa, the HaHa, right outside Los Angeles. Well, it's basically Los Angeles. It's outside uh, Toluca Lake there. I've never been there. I've heard great things. That's July 16th through 17th. Shop and friends. HaHa, uh, Los Angeles. First sets in LA. Can't wait. And then just added Seattle, Washington, Tacoma, July 29th through the 31st is Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club. And then uh, I'll be the first comic ever to make the grand opening at the Las Vegas, Nevada, forgetting the name, uh, Wise Guys. There it's the Wise Guys Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's for the locals, too. It's not on the strip. It's right outside. It's going to be fly as fuck. It's me. Uh, David Lucas, Chappelle Lacey, the squad will all be out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then Raleigh, North Carolina, August 19th through the 21st. San Jose, September 9th through the 11th. And then uh, tomorrow, it's not on the site yet, but it will be today. By the time you guys are listening, it will be up. San Antonio. I'm playing the biggest arena theater I've ever done. San Antonio, Texas at the Bud Light courtyard outside AT&T arena where the Spurs play. I will be doing two shows, one Friday, one Saturday. It's a big ass venue. Biggest show your boy has ever done. Pre-sale tickets go on sale Tuesday. All right. You can go to FATKZ.com, thickboy.com, wherever you want to go to where you get your tickets. The pre-sale will be available Tuesday morning. All right. Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Pre-sale tickets go on sale for San Antonio, Texas, the Bud Light Courtyard outside the AT&T Arena there. 
Biggest venue I've ever, I've ever played. I'm super stoked for it. San Antonio is one of my favorite spots in the world. Can't wait. The pre-sale code is THICK, T-H-I-C-C-C, to get access to buy tickets for either the Friday night show or Saturday night show in San Antonio, Texas. And then I end September, September 30th through the 2nd is in Denver, Colorado. Those tickets are almost sold out. And then just on sale now, Honolulu, Hawaii. Hawaii, we'll see how that goes. Those just went on sale. Honolulu, Hawaii, October 29th through the 30th. All tickets at either thickboy.com, thick with three C's, or fatkz.com, wherever you want to get your tickets. Also, for that San Antonio show, I have some dope ass San Antonio Thick Boy merch just for you guys. Can't get online, can only get it at the venue either that uh, September 24th, which is a Friday, or September, September 25th. Got to be in person. Also, anybody who buys the premiere tickets, it comes with a VIP. So I'll be meeting with over 600 people each night. Let's ride. San Antonio this Tuesday pre-sale. But coming up, HaHa's Los Angeles, July 16th to 17th. Tickets at thickboy.com. That's it, kids. Love you. Uh, I would say enjoy the fights this weekend, but there's none. So just have fun with your family. Have a barbecue for me. If you're on that diet, keep tracking them calories, man. We can have cheeseburgers. We just got to do it smart. Stay thick. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. I'm out.